HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. I'm Michael Ameko from Food Talk. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Welcome to Japanese. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, a food writer and director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deeper understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from a studio at Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every deli and a supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi, ramen, izakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people, and I will try to demystify it in this program with my cool guests. And my guest today is Anne Yonetani, who is the founder of Nurture, a natto producer here in New York. Um, but before we talk about natto, I'd like to mention a great movie called Hyakunen Gohan, or the English title, Dialogue, Living Harmony. It is uh, directed by Chigumi Obayashi, uh, the daughter of the well-known Japanese film director Nobuhiko Obayashi, like uh, Francis and Sofia Coppola, and it's a, a documentary about uh, how citizens of Usuki, a small city in o Oita Prefecture in the southern part of Japan, decided to commit themselves to organic and sustainable farming. The city has 40,000 residents, and their efforts began about 10 years ago, and the city started to promote organic farming so that their children can enjoy healthy school lunches, and now they expanded their target to the entire population. In 2010, they built a big compost manufacturing factory because they believe soil is the foundation of sustainable food. Now, officials from other cities visit the factory and other sustainable sites in Suki to learn how to switch their industrial food supply system to more natural one. So the title, Hyakunen Gohan, means your meals in 100 years. So the story evolves around letters between a woman now and a man in 100 years later. People in Uski know that it will take 100 years to see the real change in their food system, but it is important to take the first step now for the future generations. 
and the theme of the movie is universal. You can see this film at Japan Society in Midtown on this Wednesday, November 18th at 7 pm. The director Chigumi Obayashi will be there along with the executive director of Slow Food USA,、uh, Richard McCarthy. For more information, please visit japansociety.orgslashfilm. And I have one more quick thing to say before we talk about Nato. So, two weeks ago, I talked about the temporary closure of Sushi Dojo in East Village. The popular sushi restaurant was closed because the sushi chefs were not wearing plastic gloves to make sushi. So, in general, chefs and media have reacted negatively to the health department's decision. And for instance, Scott Rosenberg of Sushi Asida wrote in the Daily News on November 9th and said that gloves ruin sushi making and they were more dangerous than bare hands for sanitary conditions. Now, Chef David、uh, Bohadana,、uh, Bohada, I, I hope I'm pronouncing his name properly, David Bohadana, formerly of Sushi Dojo,、um, has launched a petition to urge the Department of Health to change the rule. You can sign the petition by going to change.org and search for sushi gloves. So now let's talk about natto.、Um, people say natto is one of the stinkiest food in Japan, and eating natto for gaijin is regarded as the biggest culinary adventure. But the truth is, natto is extremely, extremely healthy and can be very tasty. So again, here we have An Yonetani, who founded the Nurture. A very well natto producer in New York, and she'll teach us everything about natto today. <laughs> so, hello, Anne, welcome to the show. Hi, Akiko, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you. So,、uh, first of all, I'd like to talk about your background because it's very impressive. You studied and worked in biology at Columbia University, Harvard Medical School, Momofuku Restaurant Group, and a new school. So, can you talk about how you got into biology and your work, everything? Okay.、Um, <laughs> yeah, my, I guess my path to where I am today, making natto, is a bit of a meandering one.、Um, as you said, I, I started out as a, a cell and molecular biologist、mm-hmm. uh, in biomedical research science.、Um, and I got my PhD at Columbia、mm-hmm. in microbiology. So, in some sense, that relates to. Right. To fermentation and fermented foods.、Right. Um, but,、uh, but yeah, how I got into food, I mean, I guess I've always, I think I've always had a very intense relationship with food throughout my life.、Um, hmm. Some of my earliest memories are. Okay. Your parents are Japanese.、Food. Yes.、Right. So, yeah, my parents are both from Japan.、Um, I, I'm a Nisei.、Mm-hmm. Uh, First generation, a little confusing, you、right. say, but yes,、yeah, so、I was born in America, but both my parents emigrated from Japan. So I certainly grew up、um, with a sort of cross cultural diet.、Okay. Um, my parents weren't foodies or anything, but I was exposed to both Japanese and American food, and, and we traveled a fair bit, and、mm. you know, so I. I, I ate food from many different countries, and I, I think that was you know, a formative experience for me as、mm. a very young person. Right. So, the, your work in biology、um, was all related to food? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. My work in biology was really、um, very sort of basic and academic in nature,、uh, really in the, in the biomedical、mm. sphere of, of science. Okay.、Um, But you worked at、uh, Momofuku. 
I did. I consulted with Mamufuku for a little while in, in pretty recent history when, um, as a microbiologist, they were looking for some basic advice. Mm. On because they deal with a lot of fermentation, including miso. And they stuff. were. They were just um, starting up a fermentation lab, a culinary lab, where they were doing a lot of really interesting experiments, trying to... Um, uh, produce some new kinds of fermented foods, right. for example, uh, misos that were made out of non-traditional mm. ingredients, so not mm. out of soybeans, but but other legumes and, and nuts. Mm. And, um, that should be and interesting. The, yeah, yeah, and many of them are very delicious. They, you know, that was three, four years ago, mm. maybe more, um, and, and many of those have, have become... Right. I'm sure. Products now. Right, but I'm sure they didn't make natto. <laughs> they did not. They did not attempt to make natto. Right. I don't know why, mm. but <laughs> well, I'm glad they didn't because right. now I can. So how how did you decide to make natto? Um, <clears throat> well, as a as a person interested in food and also as a microbiologist, I I was particularly interested in in fermented foods mm. made with the help of, of friendly microbes. So um, I, I was very obsessed with cheese for many years mm. and kind of fantasized about becoming a cheesemaker. Um, but given that I live in Manhattan <laughs> and, uh, yeah, many other things, it wasn't really realistic for me to right. become a, a solo right. sheep farmer, cheesemaker, cheese producer. Right. Yeah, real estate-wise, it's more realistic. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, yeah, so, I, you know, I just thought about other fermented foods that I I liked, and I realized, oh, there was natto, and there was nobody that I knew of that was making it, so so I decided to investigate. Okay, I'm glad you did it. So so what is natto? I'm sure that uh, many of our listeners don't have... Any idea what it is? Mm. Okay, well, so natto natto is a very um, ubiquitous and popular traditional food in in Japan, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's virtually unknown um, in the West. And basically, what it is is uh, cooked soybeans, so soybeans that are either boiled or steamed, mm-hmm. and then they are fermented with. Uh, with a benign probiotic strain of bacteria called Bacillus subtilis. Mm. Okay. And uh, what is the history of natto? Do you know like, how it started? You know, I'm, I'm not an expert on, on the history of natto, but mm-hmm. from what reading I've done, um, it seems like uh, it's been a common food in Japan for probably about a thousand years. Mm. And I think there are a number of legends that yeah. describe its its origin, mm-hmm. like there are for many foods, and it's hard to really know right. if any of them are, are really true. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I found, uh, like, you know, it's contentious, but I found two. So okay. the first one uh, was born in Yayoi period, which was about 2,000 years ago, and people used to sh- straw mats at home. Like carpet and the cooked soybean dropped onto the mat and naturally fermented, and the second one was uh, in 11th century uh, shogun 
a famous show, Minamoto Yoshie, brought cooked soybeans. This is the one I'm right? familiar with. Okay, <laughs> and uh, you know, their the whole people, everybody who started working for him, it's the packed the, the soybeans before it was uh, cooled down in show bags, and then the shogun and his subordinates brought to the war. And somehow beans fermented naturally on the back of horses, I heard. Mm-hmm. And his soldiers noticed this toasty, tasty smell. And the shogun loved it too, so natto became popular since then. Mm-hmm. And, and then even like natto was so popular that vendors used to walk around the city to sell it in uh, Edo period. It's the 17th and 18th century. You know, just can think of people like natto <laughs> <laughs> being sold. <laughs> It's just kind of a, I don't know, like ice cream thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, but almost certainly, it, it, like most fermented foods, it 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 surely arose by accident. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, fermented foods are, are basically spoiled foods, right. but spoiled foods that come out mm-hmm. um, delicious and and non toxic. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, really, all fermented foods kind of happened in by a happy accident mm. and people realized that they were actually a good way to preserve those foods mm-hmm. to make them last longer right. when you know in the age when we didn't have refrigeration mm. right i think normally people eat not to breakfast um in japan but mm-hmm. it can be eaten any time of the day I think. yeah right? absolutely right. absolutely and uh, maybe for for westerners who are new to not to breakfast might be the most challenging time of day <laughs> to be to be introduced to natto. I don't know, yeah. but uh, but yeah, it's true. It's it's normally a breakfast food in Japan. Mm, that's or interesting. Food. You said that because like stinky cheese, people drink with wine and then kind mm-hmm. of learn how to eat it. Mm-hmm. So maybe natto, you have a pairing wine and eat it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, many people describe natto. Um, I'm glad you brought that up as, as sort of a a vegetarian or a vegan cheese mm. it, as a soy bean derived cheese that stinky cheese right mm-hmm. and okay. i think it's a good description actually yeah well we get to that stinky part okay. later okay because it's fun um yeah and i i think uh in there is a regional division in japan too the eastern region of, uh, of japan like kanto tohoku Hokkaido, they tend to eat natto more and in the western region they don't like Kyoto Osaka because mm-hmm. I think maybe probably because it's warmer and then natto gets stinkier. So mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. didn't go, you know, spreading <laughs> in the West. I don't know if that's true or not. But anyway, so how do you make natto? Uh, well, the process starts just by um, soaking beans as, as you do with any bean before you cook it. And then um, I, I steam my soybeans. Mm. Uh, uh, under pressure, mm. and um, and once they come out of the steamer, they're simply inoculated. I, I spray them with a solution of Bacillus mm. subtilis spores. Okay, you get get it from Japan. The spores, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you just leave it for how many days? <laughs> they're um, they're incubated only for one day. Okay. Actually, oh, twenty wow. to twenty-four hours. Mm. Yeah, that sounds, sounds easy. Yeah, at forty degrees. Right, and I think uh, you can make natto at home even. You can make natto at home. Um, many many people do um, in in the fashion that people make yogurt at home. Mm. You know, you can simply take a, a a portion of 
of already made natto mm. and sort of mix that into cooked soybeans oh. and that will provide the bacterial culture that will then grow and spread and create natto out okay. of the soybeans. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, actually, one of my friends, uh, Harry Rosenblum, who owns uh, Brooklyn Kitchen, uh, he makes his own natto. Mm. And I met him on the street the other day and uh, he was with his uh, six-year-old daughter and they said uh, they're going to make natto together the next day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, this is New York. This is <laughs> American, you know, dad and daughter making natto together. <laughs> What's happening here? Yeah, it's not, not very common in this country. But, right. <laughs> but certainly in Japan, I think many people make it at home. Um, yeah, probably. I think it's the regional, like, Mito mm-hmm. is uh, closer to Tokyo. That's a very famous region. Mm-hmm. And the Mito Natto. It's like the the big brand, yeah. So, but I don't know. I think uh, there are only a few people who make natto in New York, like you, uh, commercially. I think there's one guy I heard, and yeah, as far as I know, there's really only one other commer- public commercial company in the entire country mm-hmm. in California. Oh, really? They're called Megumi Natto. Huh. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you're a pioneer here. Um, So how did you learn to make netto? Well, um, you know, first I I did some reading, of course. um, But the best way to learn something is always to um, find a teacher, Mm. a teacher who knows the skill that that you want to learn. So uh, last year, last summer, I, I spent the summer in Japan. Mm-hmm. And um, I found uh, the oldest natto producer in in the Tokyo metropolitan region because mm. um, I was staying in Tokyo, and uh, and yeah, I went to visit him and 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 learned his process. Mm. But uh, you can't just knock on the door and teach me how to make natto, right? <laughs> so I had a connection. Well, no, uh, more or less, that is what happened. Um, I. I had to, um, I had to use the skills of a translator because my my Japanese is actually very very poor. Um, but through a translator, um, she she did just cold call him and say <laughs> that there was this Japanese American woman from America who wanted to learn how to make natto. Oh wow! Um, and I mean, also, I'm also a professor of stu- food studies at mm-hmm. the new school, so you know, I was also interested, sort of, from an academic point of view about mm. the process because I wanted to talk about it with my students. Right. Um, so the combination of those two things was enough to interest him so mm. yeah he he was very kind um i should say his name Hiro, hiromitsu amanoya mm, or oh, amano sorry mm-hmm. hiromitsu amano um he's a fifth generation oh, natto wow. maker yeah his mm. family has made natto for 200 years okay uh in tokyo wow. so mm-hmm. they have a retail store yeah they have a very small um, retail shop where they sell their natto as well as a number of other fermented products that mm. they make. Okay, um, they're most famous actually for their amazake. Oh, um, that's the. But they make miso mm-hmm. and um, many kinds of sukemono mm-hmm. as well as as natto. Okay, mm-hmm. well that's fun. Uh, where is it located in in Tokyo? 
It's uh, it's in the Ochinomizu okay. district of Tokyo. Yeah, it's uh, in the central, like the Yamanote yeah, yeah, in the middle. Yeah, it's central Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. It's so amazing maybe... that this place exists still. Okay. Well, I would like a listener's visit. It's uh, I think the post place is Amanoya. Amanoya is a brand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So A-M-A-N-O-Y-E-A, Amanoya. That's mm-hmm. the... Tokyo. And it's just down the street from the Kanda Shinto Shrine. Oh, okay. Mm, so downtown, mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. classic downtown mm-hmm. area. Okay, that's yeah, great. So, so they were wonderful, and you know, he really showed me the entire process mm. and uh, um, talked to me a lot about uh, about the history and mm. his family's history, also in the business. So mm. I learned a lot from him. Wow, how long did you? Um, I was in Japan for the entire summer. Okay, yeah. so a couple mm-hmm. months. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so I also ate every kind of natto that crossed my path. Wow. <laughs> Part of my research there. Mm. So what's the variation? Um, you know, the variation was not as great as I perhaps expected. Mm. Um, there were definite differences in in... Uh, subtle differences in mm. flavor and texture. Um, the commercial brands, which are really the only brands that are available here, mm-hmm. which come, you know, frozen right. um, in general, um, were much less delicious than the more artisanally produced products mm. um, so, by small producers. Okay. So mm-hmm. the... So this, the variation, say maybe, let's say, a small producer's variation, that comes from uh, different soybeans? From the different beans, yeah. Um, you know, uh, Amano-san was, was very, um, felt very strongly that the most important part of the process, in his mind, was mm. choosing the right bean. Mm. And, you know, he sources his beans from different farms from year to year because wow. he tastes samples from different different producers and depending on the weather you know what's going on in that region of japan like the flavor changes and so yeah he's very very careful about sourcing his beans it's almost like a bread baker choosing flour or Mm -hmm. winemaker choosing grapes Mm -hmm. the kind of and uh, the beans can be um, different in in different sizes and i heard a smaller are preferred because it ferments quickly uh, that's true. That's true. Although, you know, people have personal preferences. Um, some people prefer the bigger beans. Um, in fact, uh, Amano-san's um, natto is made from a relatively large bean. Hmm. Um, but, of course, the smaller beans uh, do ferment more quickly and um, more evenly, simply mm. Because of physics, right? They have more surface area, so right. the bacteria which come from the outside mm. can can really penetrate the bean more quickly and more evenly. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And do you think your science background helps when you make natto? I do. I do. Certainly. Um, yeah. A lot of the process, you know, since it does involve bacteria, has to be done very carefully and. You know, the, the kitchen where I work is not a sterile environment, but a lot of the the habits and techniques that I've learned from, you mm-hmm. know, decades working in, in science laboratories have mm-hmm. helped me to, 
to make sure that my process is very clean mm-hmm. and um, and as sterile as, as it can be in that environment. Right. Um, it also helps me to sort of troubleshoot mm-hmm. um, as I'm scaling up my production. You know, that's that's always a you know a complicated process. It's right. not as easy as as you think it should be. Right. Um, so. You know, the years of doing experiments and trying to figure things out, um, those basic troubleshooting techniques have come in handy Mm, for sure. Right. I'm sure you didn't expect to utilize your biological knowledge to (laughs) to make it, but it happened, so that's great. All right. So uh, we'll take a quick break here, and uh, when we come back, we'll talk about amazing health benefits of natto. So please stay with us. Hey, this is Michael Harlan Turkel from the Food Scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You know, every Tuesday at 3 p.m., I stop in the studio, walk to the far side, sit in my favorite blue chair. If you ever stop by Roberta's, look through the window and you can see that chair itself. You know, and I've been sitting here for five plus years, 250 episodes have met some of the best people in the food world, such great culinary minds. Um, And recently, we just relaunched our website, added a whole bunch of shows, but we still need you, our listeners, our friends, our fans, even guests themselves, to help us out. We, we, you know, we're 501c3, a nonprofit, and we're not really doing this for the money. We're doing this for the love, for the greater good of the food world as a whole. So get on HeritageRadioNetwork.org, click that little pounding heart in the top right corner, and, you know, give what you can, or just keep on listening. We'd love to have you. Welcome back. You're listening to Japan Eats, um, broadcast live from a studio in Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, and my guest today is Anne Yonetani, who is the founder of Nurture, a natto producer here in New York. Um, before we go, go, go back to our conversation, um, let me tell you one thing. So Heritage Radio Network is a non-profit organization, and this is my goal now in between the, the you know, between the conversations. But we hope uh, uh, we bring you something fun and valuable to your life. So if you think if you think so, please click on the heart on the homepage heritageradionetwork.org and donate as much as you can ten dollars, five dollars, twenty, fifty five, whatever matters to us. So thank you so much for your support. So now, um, what is the health benefit of natto? Because I know it's a it's a huge deal. <laughs> yes, there there are really so many. Um, it's hard to know where to start. Uh, re- you know, I hate to use the term superfood. Mm. I really do. Okay. Um, it's, yeah. It it's sounds like overused a, for right. many foods that really don't deserve the term. Right. But uh, if there's any one food that I feel like is a superfood, I would say that it was, it's natto. Mm. Actually. My mom, I just remembered, uh, my mom was hospitalized a couple of years ago and then. 
Here, not at the hospital, because it's really a regular item、mm-hmm. in Japanese hospitals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.、Um, yeah, I mean, I guess first and foremost,、um, as a fermented food and fermented with Bacillus subtilis,、um, it is a very probiotic food.、Mm-hmm. It's packed with an extremely high concentration of this particular bacterial species.、Mm, that's the, you said the Bacillus? Bacillus subtilis, yeah, yeah. Which only recently, in you know, the last several years or so, has been recognized as,、mm. as one of the normal residents of, of the human gut.、Oh. So it is a member of our microbiome,、mm. the community of. Bacteria、ah, okay. that live inside of us. Right. So that's like、uh, reviving your natural strength by having nettle, because that's a、uh, part of our kind of DNA. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Or our natural, you know, symbiotic relationship right, right. With, right. with the world around us.、Mm. So, yeah, Bacillus subtilis is, is part of that. And、um, <clears throat> in, in nature, Bacillus subtilis exists. Pretty much around the world as a soil and plant dwelling bacteria.、Mm, right. But, well, we talked earlier,、mm-hmm. you know, how it was born, right? And then there's always、uh, the hay or straw.、Mm-hmm. So I, I heard a straw is a good nest for this happy, good bacteria. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it lives in, in the grass, and,、mm. and straw and hay come from, from dried grass.、Mm-hmm. So.、Um, So, yeah, this food contains a, a really high concentration of, of this particular.、Mm. Also,、bacteria. I heard that, you know, Bacillus、uh, subtilis, it's so strong that it can survive in boiling water. That means other bacteria, bad ones, can be dead, but that survives. And also,、um, it doesn't die in gastric juice, so it can reach to intestine. And that's right, that's right. That's,、um, it's because of a particular quirk of its life cycle. So,、um, Uh, most bacteria are killed by heat or many、mm. other extreme conditions, but Bacillus subtilis belongs to a, a, a small subset of microbes that are able to form spores.、Mm. So、um, they undergo this part of their life cycle where they're able to go, basically go into dormancy、mm. and form spores, which are kind of like seeds、mm. of a plant. Right. So they're not really living、um, in that stage of their cell cycle, and, and these spores are nearly indestructible.、Mm. You know, they're、yeah. resistant to extreme heat, extreme cold. You know, radiation, chemical assault, you know,、wow. all kinds of things.、Um, We should send it to Mars. It, it's a fantastic survival technique.、Wow. <laughs> yeah. um, so, for that reason,、um, this natto, the food,、uh, which contains both live bacteria as well as spores that they produce,、mm. um, is definitely one that's able to. Deliver、right. uh, a, a good concentration of this species into your gut because、mm. at, at least the spores we know will survive the digestive process. Okay, so it's good for the whole digestive, like、uh, gastrointestinal that's the、mm-hmm. kind of system, right?、Mm-hmm. And、uh, yeah, it's thought that in the gut,、um, Bacillus subtilis is a very、um, Important species because it somehow, and it's not very well understood exactly how, but it seems to promote the growth、mm. or the colonization of the gut by many other 
friendly, important bacterial species. Um, so it's it's uh, not a selfish bacteria. Right, it's, so it's friendly. a community organizer <laughs> kind of figure yeah, <laughs> in, it's a nice in the guy. gut. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we need it. Right. Okay. And uh, what's other benefit? Uh, well, <clears throat> another big one that uh, that a lot of people don't know about actually is um, is that natto is probably the most concentrated food source of vitamin K2. Mm. And vitamin K2 is, I think vitamin K2 is going to be the next vitamin D. Wow. It, people aren't talking about it yet, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they will be soon mm. because it's a, it's a very important micronutrient. Um, it actually works together with vitamin D, mm. which a lot of people are taking supplements of right. these days, um, uh, as well as calcium. Mm. Um, so many people take calcium and vitamin D supplements, mm-hmm. but actually um, those two things don't do you much good. Mm. In fact, they might even do you some harm if you don't have enough vitamin K2 oh. to sort of complement their activity. So so basically, the, the main activity of vitamin K2 is to act in concert with vitamin D and calcium mm. to bring calcium from your bloodstream mm. to your bones. Wow. Okay, so, so a lot of people are consuming lots of calcium, and even vitamin D2. But the calcium, if you have too much of it floating around in your bloodstream, um, it actually can, you know, precipitate mm-hmm. and, and, and form, you know, form particles in your bloodstream. That's not good. No, no, it's not good. <laughs> so you get calcification of your arteries. Mm-hmm. So a lot of um, uh, medical experts are, are now starting to believe that a lot of these calcium supplements are actually contributing to heart disease. Mm. They're not helping people with their osteoporosis or their bone problems because right. there's not enough vitamin K2 to actually deliver that calcium to your bones. Mm. And it's getting stuck in the bloodstream and actually creating more incidences of of mm. um, arterial and cardiac problems. Right. So K2 prevents that effect. So if you mm-hmm. have a small children, you know, they start eating netto at young age, naturally stronger bones. And if mm-hmm. you're an older woman, maybe it's good for, you know, preventing bone yeah, loss. Yeah, bone loss, mm. exactly. Yeah. And and that's, that's more or less, um, you know common lore, at least in Japan, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, for generations, both children and old, old people especially are encouraged to eat natto right. for their health. I think, and it's yeah. really interesting that, this, that modern science is really coming to, to prove right. those ideas yeah, with, like, with real like data. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know how good it is. And I was like, suddenly, oh wow, this is amazing. Um, yeah, so... Uh, there's a thing I, I heard. It's, uh, it's something called the natto kinase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is it? Um, so natto natto kine, kinase or yeah, kinase, it, kinase. I think the Japanese pr- pronounce it kinase. Um, in English, it's actually pronounced natto kinase. Okay. Um, but so what this is is a it's a protein enzyme mm-hmm. which is produced by the bacillus subtilis during the fermentation process. Mm. And um, and 
what it does or what, what the function of this protein is is as a what's called a protease. So it's a, it's a protein that actually functions to break down other proteins. Mm. And um, the reason why it's important or that it's beneficial for health is that um, it seems that this protease, this natokinase, is, is very good at breaking down um, certain proteins that are involved in, in blood clotting, in oh. human blood clotting. Wow. So, you know, a lot of cardiovascular problems are caused by, by aberrant clot formation mm. in the bloodstream, right. right? Which leads to strokes and other, you know, right. more chronic cardiovascular problems. Wow. And, and this enzyme really functions to break down those particles, those mm. solids in the bloodstream. Wow. So it's so, good for bones, good for heart. Mm-hmm. And, and I also heard that uh, this natokinase helps uh, with uh, preventing Alzheimer's disease. Yeah, that, that is a very interesting um, preliminary finding. But mm. this, um, this enzyme, not only does it break down proteins that are involved in the blood clotting process, but it's, it's quite good at breaking down other types of proteins as well, mm. um, proteins that form aggregates. Mm-hmm. aggregates. Um, so Alzheimer's disease is characterized by um, some accumulation of, of protein aggregates in, in the brain. And this enzyme has been shown to break down those types of, of fibrils also. Wow. Yeah, fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> and I I heard that if you feed your chicken with natto, her eggs will contain lower cholesterol. So <laughs> it's, it's everything's possible really? with natto. I've not heard that one. Right. Yeah, yeah. So no comment there. <laughs> okay, we'll see. Um, so it sounds like natto is a perfect food, but um, I found a survey of thirty eight hundred people in Japan, and seventy mm-hmm. percent of them like natto. The taste good, everything's mm. good, and fifteen percent don't like natto but eat it for better health, mm-hmm. and fifteen percent just don't like natto. <laughs> so, what is the reason that people could hate it so much? Well, you know, it, it is. Uh, I think objectively, it is a, a challenging food um, in Japan because it's such a common food. Most people are exposed to it from a very young age, mm. so you know, you you learn to like it. Right. I mean, like the, you know, French cheese, stinky cheese. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you grow up with it, you don't, you don't mind it. You think it's a very pleasant scent. Right, right. So, um, so again, natto is quite similar, I think, in, in smell and, and taste even, in flavor, mm. to, a, to a stinky cheese, like right. a washed rind stinky cheese. Mm. Actually, my father is a nattophobia. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was a forbidden food in the house, and I had never seen natto when it was I grew up, and but I tried it for like I think a couple of years ago, and then I cannot live without it because it <laughs> smells like coffee to it, me. Yeah, yeah, and it is a flavor that if you give it a chance, um, it I find it to be strangely addictive. That's how <laughs> I describe it. Like like many things, like coffee. I mean, who who actually loved coffee the first time they tried it, mm, right? Yeah. But pretty soon, you become an addict. <laughs> There's right? a natto bar around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I heard that there are about 68 scent elements in natto, mm-hmm. and one of them is called uh, pyrazine. And 
which exists in almond, cocoa, bread, miso, and soy. So um, it makes sense, right? How we feel familiar with and mm-hmm. it smells tasty. Mm-hmm. But the other stinkiness come from, uh, you know, possibly from uh, ammonia and other. Right. Yeah. Know. There is an ammonia um, that the ammonia is produced during the fermentation. Mm-hmm. So, um, so as it ages, it, it does acquire more of that kind of flavor note, as do cheeses. Mm. Stinky cheeses go through a similar kind of right. progression of their flavor profile. Right, exactly. But, you know, I think I think possibly as much, if not more, than the smell and the, the flavor of natto, perhaps even more challenging is the texture. Mm, gooey. Yeah, it's gooey, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> so for those of you who haven't had natto... The beans are are coated with this kind of, um, for lack of a better word, slime. Right. (laughs) Gooey slime. Um, (laughs) But that, it's very healthy, that slime. That's where the bacteria are. That's where the natto kinase is. Right. Um, And, and yeah, it's, it's, again, like a texture that is unfamiliar to the Western palate, mm. but in Japan, it's actually a very revered texture. <laughs> well, <there> is, <laughs> or for some, anyway. Right, and um, there is and a, you, can, you can learn to love it. Right, and there is a debate on the you know, website. How many times should you mix natto? Like, make it yeah. even a stringer? <laughs> right, right. So for the natto aficionados, mm-hmm. mainly the Japanese, um, there is a custom to to stir your natto before you eat it because it increases the mm-hmm. sort of slimy texture right. of the food. And and there's a belief that that stirring it will somehow activate the natto kinase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read it. that too. Yeah. I, you know, I've looked into this a bit um, and I, I don't actually see any real evidence, uh, nor does it really make sense to me as a biologist why <laughs> why doing that would activate the enzyme so i i'm really not sure if that okay. is true mm. but there's certainly no harm in right. doing it and and if it if it benefits the texture for the eater then mm. you know why not okay we need another biologist to <laughs> work on it <laughs> so um how do you eat natto what's your recommendation oh well you know most commonly, I eat it the old school way mm. with rice, okay. with some soy sauce, and mm. I love it with shiso mm. and a little hot sauce, maybe right. sriracha sauce. Mm-hmm. I guess that's not old school, but right. um, I love it with some raw egg yolk. Mm. <laughs> but um, but really, there are so many ways to enjoy natto because again, if you think of it like a like a soy cheese, mm-hmm. a stinky cheese. You can basically do anything with it that you would with a with a flavorful cheese, mm. um, actually, but not cook it. Right, I've seen it uh, on a pizza. I yeah, it's, it's great really... on pizza. <laughs> it's great on crackers. Um, uh, one of my favorites that I make every time I have a party is putting it on top of deviled eggs. Mm. Wow. Beautiful combination. Okay. I highly recommend it. So uh, okay, <laughs> it's a party season. Everybody. <laughs> right. um, so let's talk about your natto. So what's special about your products? 
you you have a you know it's a like you said earlier um most of natto packages here is once frozen but mm-hmm. what is special you you was never frozen and right so um so yeah i feel pretty strongly about not freezing it because mm. of um its effect on some of the health benefits mm. um you know it freezing and thawing will kill the live bacteria that are in there mm. although as i mentioned earlier there are also spores which will survive the process right. of freezing but but still you're going to get a much higher concentration of mm. of probiotic effect if it's right. never frozen um and also the flavor and the texture of the food like like any food will suffer from mm. freezing and thawing right so and- so yeah i i like the product to be fresh and and right now I'm really only selling in in the immediate metropolitan New York okay. City so, area, so that allows me to do that. Right. Yeah. And uh, so, who, if our listeners want to buy your natto, mm-hmm. what, what can they? What's the way to do it? Uh, they can go to our website, mm-hmm. which is www.nurture.com. Mm-hmm. But nurture is spelled N Y for New York. N Y R T U R E. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's an email address, and yeah, you order by email at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. we're a young company, so we're still at the stage where we are doing personal deliveries to each okay. and every customer. <laughs> you can we're see not, that. We're right. not yet in retail. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, actually, price is not expensive, but it's almost the same as uh, what you can buy at the grocery stores, right? Yeah, it's comparable. Stores. I mean, it is a little more expensive. It's it's very expensive to produce food right. in New York City. And I heard uh, 90% of the customers are non-Japanese. This is true, yeah. and that was a great surprise to me in the beginning. I, I really, I thought that I would have mostly Japanese customers mm-hmm. for a while, right. and that I would really have to to push and educate <laughs> and advertise to get other people to try it. But in fact, my customer base is 90% non-Japanese. That's you interesting. Know, from every race and ethnic background and walk of life. Great. Mm-hmm. Wow. One day, I hope uh, the New York State school lunches is going to find <laughs> another. I mean, seriously, I think it's really good for everybody. So. Oh, yeah. It's very healthy. It really is. Right. All right, so uh, thank you for joining us today. And uh, if you'd like to know more about about Anne's natto, uh, Anne just said that it's uh, please visit nurture uh, n y r t u e r e dot com. It's nurture dot com. And if you have any questions or comments about the show, please contact us at heritageradionetwork dot org. And by the way, we just launched a beautiful new website, so please visit our page. And Japan Eats is live at 3 p.m. on Mondays and always available at heritageradionetwork dot org and iTunes podcast. Today's show was made possible by Santori and our engineer is Liz Smith. I'll see you next week and thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes Store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. 
You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.